You're listening to Nathan Chansky, and this is the Passion with Purpose podcast. On today's episode, I break down the four most common major mistakes that you might be making that I see photographers making all the time that will hold you back in your photography business if you don't fix either one or all of them that might be your issue. I'm going to be honest, like this is this is an episode you got to listen to. Um, it is or rather it could be seen as like a tough love kind of episode. And that's kind of why I put that in the title. Uh, but that's because I am truly here to fight for your goals and dreams with you. And I'd rather tell you what you need to hear and help you get to where you want to be than just tell you what you want to hear. And also because this is the episode that I needed years ago. Like I needed to hear this exact episode years ago. Uh, So I really hope it helps you and finds you in a place that it's going to maximize your growth and it's going to really change the game for you. All right, deal. Let's jump into this episode. You are listening to the Passion with Purpose podcast for all you creators, dreamers, and doers out there. My name is Nathan Chansky, photographer, business coach, and your host. After building my photography business and nearly giving up after a rough first couple of years, with God's help, I transformed my business from the inside out and became the multi-six-figure business owner with you here today. New episodes drop weekly covering everything I've learned in this exhilarating game of business and life while bringing on some of the industry's experts in the process, all to help you build your business and life of your fullest God-given potential. Welcome to the show, my friend. All right, so this episode is very inspired by something that I actually just did this past week. Um, So I actually opened up my coaching program and I had about 275 applications, uh, even though I was only able to take five new students. And like, first off, I am so honored. Like, you don't even know like how honored I am to have that much interest in my program Um, And just so you know, like anybody listening, my plan to build this coaching program um, is definitely coming and uh, to build it bigger and more accessible to more of you. Um, But right now, I'm just kind of in a place where I'm really honing in on like the quality of it and not really uh, going towards quantity at all yet because I just want to make it amazing. Um, And I want to make it something that really lasts a long time and something that is built out really well before I start increasing maybe the numbers of it. Um, But anyway, so going through all of these applications, because I will tell you, I went through every single one. I mean, like I went through each person's name and like went through so many websites of yours and like Uh, looked at all your messages and all this kind of stuff. And so it was really cool because I felt like in so many ways, it helped me understand where a lot of you are at. And I know a lot of you that maybe listen to the podcast are also those who maybe sent in an application request to be part of my coaching program, which is so, so cool. I love that. Um, But yeah, I took a lot of time looking through your websites, your Instagrams, what you're currently making, application messages, et cetera, et cetera, so on and so forth. 
And I will definitely say like, even though I can't take on 275 of you um, all at once for coaching, um, I can still give you an episode like this, almost like me coming away from that and uh, giving you some feedback, almost like as uh, more of like a mass feedback. So it's not like specific to you listening, but it's more of like a common theme or common themes that I saw uh, maybe a lot of you struggling with, whether maybe you knew it or not. And it's just things that I wish I could honestly just sit you down and say, hey, like before we go anywhere else, like before we try to even like, you know, move into a coaching program or whatever it might be like, oh shoot, like we gotta do this first. Like this is so, so important. Um, I can tell you what, like after coaching so many people, uh, after being a part of this industry, after being on my own journey, I really have gotten a lot of things down to a science of kind of knowing what works and just knowing sometimes like what just won't work. And unfortunately, a lot of the things that I'm going to be telling you in this episode, they're not like little things that might be holding you back. Uh, Like for some of you, like this is genuinely making you almost like, uh, it's almost like an Achilles heel in a sense. It's almost like if everything else were to stay the same, um, but at least just this thing were changed, you'd probably see a massive dramatic turnaround in the way that your business functions. Um, and that also means unfortunately or fortunately that like, these aren't going to be like easy fixes, like quick little easy, like, Oh, here's a quick tip and you can fix it today. But these are like really fundamental changes potentially to your business. Um, but again, I, I, I believe that if you don't change a lot of these things, you may not see any change in your business that you're looking for. Um, And even, you know, when I say these things, again, this episode is called like, this is the thing holding you back in your photography business right now, because I'm going to give you a couple of things that I I noticed in like so many common themes. Um, and, And I even put in parentheses like tough love. When I say these things, don't take them as discouragement. Like if no one tells you them, your situation won't change. So like, I am totally here on your side. Some of this is going to come off as a little bit like, ouch, maybe, I don't know. But I'm here for you to uh, encourage you to make sure that that change is actually being seen in your business and you're not staying the same, right? And also remember, I used to be all of these things. I used to struggle with all these things. I was the cardinal offender of a lot of these, so do not be discouraged. Look at this episode as a challenge that you can change something. And maybe even if this is the first time you've heard some of these things that I'm telling you, I'm assuming a lot of these things aren't the first time, um, but I, I have no idea. Um, you can look at it as like, okay, now that I know, maybe I can actually change this and then see the fruit of that labor. Um, And also another thing, just like another disclaimer about what I'm going to say here is be careful what you accept from this episode as criticism for you because some of this criticism in in this episode is not for you. For instance, if I were to do a podcast on, let's say, like physical health and say something like, hey, like you need to eat better. Some of you listening to maybe my like fitness podcast do not need to eat better. Like you're already eating amazing. You are freaking fine. You eat perfect. Like you don't need that tip. But then maybe a different tip, uh, like, hey, you need to be in the gym more or something like that. You'd be like, oh, okay, I can take that one because I'm actually not really doing that, right? So you kind of have to discern for yourself which one of these criticisms 
might apply to you and which one of these don't and you don't need to waste any more time on that, right? Um, and by the way, if you absolutely cannot decide for yourself and maybe if one of these criticisms like would apply to you or not, I would say like ask someone you look up to maybe in the particular area or maybe a few different people and ask if you're good in that particular area. Um, and then again, use like personal discernment as well. Okay, so here we go. We're going to talk about major things holding you back right now. So number, I, I have four for you. Um, we're going to go through all four. So number one, you may not be full-time as a photographer. So you guys, I see this all the time. Um, so many people who want to see full-time results, but they are not full-time yet. Um, I'm going to give you, I'm hit you with a Bible verse here. So Matthew 6, 24 says, no one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you will be devoted to the one and despise the other. And it is so true. Like that verse is so true. It has so much wisdom for entrepreneurship, for your entrepreneurial journey. You know, people I've coached, almost all of them, especially the ones who get like really big results, not all of them, but honestly, most of them. And even if they don't, like those who still have another job going into the coaching program or something like that, um, like even a shred of it, they will potentially just like quit their job because they're like, yeah, I'm seeing that there's like this friction here between what I want to do and what my time allows me to do because I still have that other job, right? And so the people that I coach who get the big results most of the time, they're all full time, right? Um, and their time is not divided, and their energy is not divided. They have more drive. Just they, they just do because this is what their main thing is now. It's not like, oh, I'm still, I still have one foot in the other job. No. And they're also hungry. They're like, heck yeah, I need this to work because I don't even have a plan B. Like plan A is all I got. It's it's plan A, B, C, D, and E, which is what I'm doing right now in photography. And there, <laughs> there is no other plan, right? Um now, I have said it before, and I, I will say it again. There is a time and a place for holding on to your part-time job, right? Like, there's a time and a place for that. I think you can absolutely do that. Um, let's say you have a low-stakes job, and maybe you keep that job until you're making around, like, 3K per month or booking 3K per month for uh, six months to a year of time, right? I'm just going to say this. If you need someone to tell you to go all in after you get to that point, here's me saying go all in. Like it's time to cut the cord. Like if you are making 3K per month out of photography for let's say like six months to a year and you've seen that consistency come in, like honestly just go for it. You will be fine and I think you will learn how to roll with the punches even if things maybe do get hard or for a second. But And, and by the way, like you have no proof of knowing that things would randomly get hard after that. So just, just go for it. Like you, you have enough arguably to live on, I guess, depending where you live, how cost, what cost of living is for you, maybe even like what your currency is. But at the end of the day, like I would say 3k per month, you're good. If you're hitting that consistently, you can live off that most likely. And then after that, um, go all in and maybe, maybe even like when you still have that full-time job, or a part-time job, save, save, save if you need to, to kind of build up a little bit of uh, like a savings fund if you want to. Um, but it's time. Like it is time. All the time you need to give to your business 
holding a part-time job and distracting you away, that ain't it. Like we're about big business energy here, like CEO energy. Um, You got to get all in your business. You got to be ready to get in there and go for it and, and go all in on something instead of just being half in, half out. I had this girl uh, who applied to my coaching program and she said, hey, so I left my six-figure job to go full-time in photography. Oh my gosh, yes, easy yes. Like as a coach, I am like, that's such an easy yes for someone who I know is gonna be so committed to the program because, or committed to their business first and foremost because that's high stakes to leave a job like that. That takes guts. Like she wants it, you know what I'm saying? She's in it for the long haul. She's hungry. Uh, So you gotta kind of like, even if you're in that situation, you have to ask yourself like, am I gonna be okay with being hungry for it? And like, am I gonna do like the gutsy thing like she did? Because oftentimes those are the people that get the results, right? Um, And if you notice that your job takes away opportunities from your photography business, this is when I always tell people, like that is the easiest way to tell that you gotta get rid of it. Let's say you have a certain job that it requires you to work Saturdays for some reason, And it also maybe requires you to work evenings for some reason. And by the way, this was literally the case I was in. Uh, My my full-time job before I went full-time as a photographer required me to work weekends and evenings. And so I was like, uh, no, I can't maintain this job because it's taking away opportunities for me to promote my photography business and keep going with that because, well, hey, all my photo shoots are in the evenings and then all my weddings are on the weekends. So I'm getting my opportunities stolen from me from this job that really isn't my ultimate goal. Um, So again, you got to look for uh, what I would say is opportunity over the cash. The opportunity is more important in this case. So again, one of the biggest things holding you back right now is that you might not be full time as a photographer. Okay, so number two. Number two is you just might need a stronger portfolio and you might need to invest more in your craft as an artist itself, right? Now, this one, you guys, I'll be honest, this is hard to say as like an educator, as a coach, because I don't want to make you feel like your work is bad, right? And like as artists, our work is our baby And it's like, if I say something like this, I run the risk of calling your baby ugly, right? (laughs) And that sucks. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that to you. But um, for some of you, it's not necessarily that you're a bad artist per se. It's just that I do believe you might need more learned skill and experience in the art of photography, right? And by the way, like you go scroll back in my Instagram to see how bad I used to be and how like, or not like bad, but I mean, even just like how beginner I was, right? It's not a bad thing. It's really not a bad thing. You got to start somewhere, right? But I would say that a, a really, like a dang good product has got to be there in order for you to progress. And so I know with with some people, they focus all on the product and they're like, oh, I just got to get more mentorships and more like posing courses and more editing, you know, like presets and like all this types of stuff just to make their craft better, which is like, hey, that's great to a point, but then they don't focus on the business at all. 
But then the other side of people, and I don't know whether it's like your left brain or right brain focus, but the other side of people, they will focus so, so much on the business side. And then you look at maybe their photos and you're like, well, shoot, like, unfortunately, you haven't invested very much in your craft. And so the craft itself isn't really there. Like the photo quality itself isn't there quite yet. And so you kind of have to decide, like, am I in one of these two, like, pendulum swing of camps? You know what I'm saying? Um, And so, like, even some of it might just be consistency. It's like maybe you take great photos, but maybe it's that you don't take great photos consistently. Or maybe you you don't edit great photos consistently or something like that. Um, Maybe you just need a little bit more education on uh, posing or camera or editing or lighting um, and, and there's so much out there, right? Like if you do think you, you struggle in this area, there's mentorships, there's second shooting opportunities that you can you can do with someone you look up to. I will, will say be careful that it's someone you trust and you think would be good influence on you, not a like negative influence on your business. Um, there's online courses, there's YouTube, good grief. There's presets that can already just like elevate your editing by a mile if you have a really, really good preset that works for you. Um, so some of you might even need to invest in better gear. Honestly, like I was bad at this. I can tell you what, like I was so bad at like investing in my gear at the beginning. I was like, oh, I can just show up with like a camera and a lens and I'll be fine. (laughs) Right. But the thing is, is like you have to make sure that you are giving yourself the tools that you need to do your job best. So if you don't have those tools, you got to invest in them, right? Um, And if you feel like your gear is holding you back, even though gear is expensive, you might have to make that call of like, well, shoot, I got to get my better gear so I can have better quality work. And so uh, my product itself is an incredible product, right? Um, Get obsessed with making your photo quality amazing. I, I will say it's hard to overdo that. I'd say don't ever do that at the expense of running a bad business. Don't ever do that. But I'm just saying like, ultimately you can keep creating your art better and better and better. Um, and, and that's always going to serve you. Right. And, and build a portfolio as well. You know, like Sometimes I look at different people's Instagrams or different people's websites and it's like, okay, we got senior and then we got senior and then we got business headshot and then we got real estate and then we got wedding and then we got family shoot. And, and I'm looking through your Instagram and I'm like, I don't really know which one is your specialty. I don't really know what you do, like, uh, you know, focus on. And so if I'm thinking that, well, the average client that maybe is coming to your website or your your Instagram is probably thinking the same thing. They're a little bit confused. They're like, I don't know. So hey, if if, if your feed, like your Instagram feed and what you're posting or your website, or whatever, isn't what you want it to be, make it what you want to be. I mean, shoot, shoot, shoot even for free. Uh, if you're like, hey, I'm struggling to get enough couple sessions or if you're like, I'm just struggling to get enough couple sessions that fit my vibe, go out and find people. Go and find models that you want to shoot with for free who would be incredible to work with and they have the vibe you're looking for. Maybe they're in the communities you want to get into um, and shoot with them and post about them and and then make, uh, you make your feed or your website, whatever it is, a little bit more consistent to what you actually want to shoot in future, right? Um, and, and that's maybe a place where kind of like contradicting number one, 
that's maybe a place where if you're only kind of shooting to curate and it's all for free, or not all, but most for free, that's maybe a situation where I would say, hey, maybe try to keep like a part-time job if you haven't cut ties with that yet, or like a low stakes full-time job while you're not making that much as a photographer, just doing a lot of styled or free shoots, right? So almost you can like subsidize taking the time to improve your craft. Hey friends, super duper quick. I'm not running a single ad on today's episode, which means I'm not making a dime for showing up for you today. So the only thing I'm going to ask of you is if you are loving what you're hearing, it would mean the world if you would write me a review and leave me a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. It costs you like 60 seconds and a quick type of the hand, yet it fuels me to keep showing up for you guys every week and makes a massive difference to getting this podcast out to more entrepreneurs like yourself who need the education and encouragement. And it's always incredible to have you share the podcast to your social media or text it to a friend as well, and I'll try to repost anything that I see you share. I read every single review, so if you're writing a review, Think of it as just like a personal message to me that I so appreciate. So thank you to those who have already left kind words. You guys are the absolute best. And to everyone else, I can't wait to read yours. So quick, pause the episode, go do that quick, and I will be forever grateful. Now back to the show. All right, so number three of the things that might be holding you back. Again, (laughs) another, another like hard one to even say. But number three is your website just might be weak. Okay, so I'm gonna give you a story to start this off so you know that this is like personal for me. And like I've had experience with this, let me tell you. Um, So I remember one time I had a coach tell me uh, in, you know, in photography, Nate, if you wanna book 5K weddings, your website has to look like a 5K plus wedding photographer's website. And I remember hearing that and I was like, Oh, and that stung, but it was true. Like it was so, so true. And, um, it's really interesting because I come from a background in graphic design. Like that's actually what my job was prior to being a photographer. Like that's the full-time job that I quit. So I admit I do kind of have more of an eye for web design and graphic design. Um, but here's the thing is like your clients probably do as well. It's just that they may not know why that they do or do not like your website or do not, or do not vibe with your website. And I know like a website is pricey. I'm just going to say this. No, it's not. A website is not pricey. You guys like your website is your home base. Drop five to 10 K into a website. Now it'll make you multiple six figures in the next couple years. If you play your cards, right, that is not pricey, right? Or maybe even like 3,000 into a template. That's not pricey, right? Um, I've, I've seen some templates that are like 1,000 or below, right? So that, that when you think of the great, cor- great scale of like, wow, like the course of my next three to five years using this website and how much money I might book with this website, this is like pennies in terms of what it could actually produce for you, okay? Um, and I will just say disclaimer on when I mentioned templates. Now, the only thing about a template, a website design template is they don't always look good. And I've actually started to notice this and it's kind of been concerning to me um, because I am like all pro templates, right? Like I even have uh, a pricing guide templates, right? Um, It's a little different than a website template, but in in a sense, it's similar. So here's what I'm going to say. If you don't have an eye for graphic design at all, I would be careful 
using like a intricately designed template with a lot of design elements, like a lot of unique design elements to it. Okay. Like with a lot of moving parts, like even for my, uh, pricing guide and wedding guide templates, they are really simple designs. Like it's very straightforward. It's not like a lot of different moving parts or elements or like doodads or like frills or whatever. It's very straightforward. And I, and, and it's like, Hey, I maybe change a couple colors if you want to change the fonts, but I wouldn't go changing the whole design if you're not a designer. Right. Um, and so I would say if you're going the template route, uh, for your website, I would make sure it's either a very straightforward template or you just have an eye for graphic design or you have a background in it. Because I will just tell you right now, I see too many websites that I can tell are just poorly edited templates and it makes me so, so sad because I I feel like the photographer who bought that template doesn't know that it's like bad design and they're thinking, well, I saw this beautiful design that this designer put out as a template and so this must be exactly what mine looks like, but I don't think that's the case. And I mean, there even have been times where I have seen like a popular template and then I see someone use it and I'm like, oh, that is not what the original looked like. And I feel really bad because I think they just didn't know how to use that template. So again, I am not anti-templates. They can be great, but the truth is they can also turn out kind of bad if you don't know how to use them. Um, So I would even say, hey, this is just a random suggestion. I don't even know if this is possible, but once you're done with your template, if you are not someone who has an eye for design, or if you question your eye for design, or if your template has a lot of moving design elements to it, uh, if maybe you just want an extra like, I don't know, A-OK, like stamp of approval from somebody, see if you can go back to the designer who sold you the template and say, hey, I'm just wondering, could I pay you to go through and give this template a final touch or stamp of approval? And if not, could you give it a couple tweaks and make it so that it is ready to function and it looks really perfect and pristine like it should have uh, from the original template? And see see what they say. I don't know. Or maybe it's like a situation where you could even hire another designer a la carte who would be willing to uh, kind of uh, touch up the design just to make it look great. Um, all I'm saying is you can DIY a lot in your business, but if design is not your forte, I don't think you should be DIYing your graphic design or your web design. That's just what I'm going to say. That's what I believe because I see a lot of poorly designed websites that make me really, really sad because I do know that it is costing you as a brand. Um, but I, uh, again, like I will be honest with you, like for some photographers, um, you guys have a great product and I can tell. And the only problem is that sometimes the website itself is not promoting or it's not even, um, displaying your work in an effective way, uh, because it's not a good website, right? Um, whether you have a template or not. So there, there are some of you, like if you didn't have a website that I thought was, uh, good. And let's say you got into the coaching program with me. I'd be like day one of coaching new website. Let's go. Like, what do we got to do? Hire, hire somebody, maybe get a template, like whatever it is. Like I cannot stress this enough. Your website is so important. Photographers, like your clients 
book you through this. It is your handshake. It is the outfit you have on when you walk in a room. It is your front door. It is your storefront. Uh, If you walked into a Gucci store with Gucci prices and like Gucci products, but the store looked like Walmart on the inside, would you buy? Heck no, you wouldn't. You'd be like, this has got to be a scam. So like same exact concept as your website and the product and prices that you have in your website, okay? And here's the thing. No one's going to tell you this, right? Like no one maybe besides me isn't going to tell you if your website is weak, your friends, your partner, your mom, your industry peers, even your clients. Like maybe no one is going to tell you if your website sucks because again, it's kind of like calling your baby ugly and no one wants to do that. So I do think you kind of have to get a professional opinion if you're questioning your website at all. Um, or if you don't have a background in graphic design, I think it would be very, very uh, helpful to you. It would, it would greatly behoove you uh, to get a professional opinion on your website. Again, like uh, to put it in another metaphor, you wouldn't dream of uh, flipping a house without having an interior designer to help you, would you? Again, unless this was like already your hobby or forte on the side to do interior design. But if you didn't have that as your hobby or forte, you would be immediately hiring a interior designer to help you because you're like, I got to have a professional. If I'm going to do this right, if I'm going to make the money back, I need a professional on my team. Okay. feel like I'm beating a dead horse for number three. (laughs) Number four, let's go to number four. Um, So this is the last one. Maybe the most important one, but uh, I'm not really sure. So number four, you might not be showing up enough. Just like the you might not be showing up enough in your business. And I'm talking about personal branding. Personal branding is so stinking important. Like if, if I, okay, listen, if I can't find your name or your face or anything on your Instagram or maybe even your website, like some people I go to their website and I'm like, I, I don't know who this person is. I don't know where their name is. I don't know where their photo is. Like, I, I don't know. Uh, that is just like an immediate kick in the pants to your business. And it makes me so sad when I see that. Uh, wedding photography, maybe unlike so many other industries, is so, so personal. Couples want to hire a photographer they vibe with. They know that it's an intimate and relational job. They want to brag about you to their friends and say, I hired XYZ photographer. Like they're going to say your name in that sentence. And I know, I know you're like, uh, you know, I don't want to pretend I'm an influencer or a celebrity, but here's the thing. Who cares? Like whatever it takes, people want to know the face behind the camera and not a little bit like one photo about, about you and like, you know, like a little about me paragraph on your website or Instagram. That's like the bare minimum. That's the bare minimum. Like I want to see photos of you every stinking six squares on your Instagram. I want to see videos of you in reels and stories and TikToks, videos on your website, photos on your website of you, blog posts, uh, you know, like emotive or personal captions on Instagram, photos of you with clients. I love it when people put photos of them with their clients on their website, like massive uh, relatability factor. I just love that. I got to do that more often myself. Again, this is scary to some what I am saying here. And some people might even like shut me off at this because it's like, what are you telling? What are you saying? Like how, how could I show up that much possibly? Like that would be so hard, but this is fundamental. This is step one into building a strong personal brand that is going to serve you for years, maybe decades. Um, and 
here's the thing, like, honestly, it, it might take some time for people to get to know you. Uh, and when you first start sharing about yourself, it might not like have an immediate reaction, but I promise you will have a reaction in the long term. So I would even say it's one of those things where it's like, Hey, uh, when's the best time of planted? What's, when's the best time to plant a tree? Uh, you know, the best time is 20 years ago. When's the second best time today? It's in the same way. I'd be like, if you haven't been building your personal brand for the past, uh, 20 months, do it, start doing it today. And you will massively see over time the impact of building that personal brand. And by the way, I am not saying you got to be loud or extroverted or etc. even though some of you are all those things and you might not even be showing it. Um, but just be yourself, like show up as yourself, like show the, you, the personality behind your brand. Now, remember, I would just say this because I know some people don't like this and some people don't want to do this and some people don't feel like they want to show up in this way. And remember, hey, I don't want to show up every day on my Instagram stories. Not every single day. What? No, I don't. I really don't. Or my podcasts or my reels. I, I don't get me wrong. I love what I do and I've learned to love it. And I will ab- I will confess most days I love it. I really do. But I'll be honest, when I first started doing it, I didn't actually feel like doing it a lot. I really didn't. And even now there's many days where I will just have like a off day and I just don't feel like showing up. I just don't feel like, it, and I still will. Cause I'm like, Hey, I got to show up even when I don't feel like it, because that's what sets me apart from everyone else. When everyone else just kind of goes with the flow of their feelings and doesn't do something just based on whether they feel like doing it or not, I'm going to actually go against my feelings and I'm going to do what I think is actually best so that I can see the result that no one else sees. Okay, so to recap, one, two, three, four, number one is you might not be full time as a photographer and that might be holding you back. Number two, you might need a stronger portfolio or you might need to invest in your craft as a photographer. Number three, your website just might be too weak and might be sending the wrong message to your potential clients. Number four, you just might not be showing up enough as yourself, as the person behind the brand. So again, disclaimer, some of this is not for you. Maybe all of that, for the, for someone listening, maybe all of this is not for you. I don't know. Like, I don't want to, I don't want you to immediately absorb all this and be like, oh, wow, like every single one of these is what I have a, I have a problem with. Or to think that like, oh, like I specifically have a problem with uh, XYZ, and, and, and you're just like hyper suspicious about it when you really have no proof that that's like the problem you might have. Like, I don't want to do that to you. I don't want to make you feel like, uh, anxious about your brand that like, oh, I might be doing something fundamentally wrong. I just want to bring awareness and kind of give you something to think about so that you can use your personal discernment to test if this is something that you might have to change in your brand. Um, And another disclaimer, none of this means you can't change. If one of these does resonate and you're like, boom, he's right on the money for, uh, you know, maybe number three, I do need a new website. Hey, that doesn't mean you can't change. If, if don't take this as a discouraging episode for you, like I, uh, if I've made this discouraging for you, I failed you and I don't want to do that. So I want this to be encouraging. Um, even though the truth might maybe sting a tiny, tiny bit at first, um, but listen, you are in good company, my friend, if, if any of that kind of like stings a little bit first, because I've been all those places and I've struggled with one, two, three and four at different parts of my career, especially when I first started out. Um, so 
you always have room for growth. And it, uh, me making this episode is encouraging you to grow and maybe get out of the place that you're stuck in. All right. Thank you so much for listening, for giving me your time today. If you found this episode helpful, please, 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 would you write me a review and leave me five stars on Apple Podcasts. We'll leave a little link in the show notes so you can click right over there and you can leave a review. You just got to like scroll down to the bottom of that page. Uh, share this in your stories. I don't, I don't like run any ads for these, uh, pi- for this podcast, passion with purpose. Um, so honestly, the only way it grows if is organically, if, if you're saying like, Hey, I love this to a friend, or if you shared in your story, or if you write a review for me, like that's how this podcast grows. So I would love any support. And again, thank you so much for listening. Hope this helps you get out there, crush it today. And I'll see you in the next episode. Thank you.